music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Wrestling has more than one royal family. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. Casey Justclair here for a Tuesday edition of Play by Play. Hope everybody is doing well today. We've got a fun 90 or so minutes of sports talk coming your way. In the next segment of the show, we've got South Lafouche defensive coordinator Bryce Guidry, who will be on the line. We'll be talking some Tarpon defense with Coach Bryce. Um, the Tarpons are in the middle of their offseason, as is everyone. We're about a month or so away from getting on the practice fields and Heck, in some cases, a less less than a month for some of our local schools, getting on the practice field, getting some work, and doing all the preparations and getting everything ready for the upcoming season, which we cannot wait to cover. And we also cannot wait to broadcast, you know, being up in the press box and calling the games and can't wait for all of that good stuff. So we'll have Bryce on at 11.45 to talk about that. Then at noon, we'll have Ellender football coach Jesse Turner on the line. We'll have Jesse on. To talk about all the same things, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, Bryce will be talking about the Tarpons. Jesse will be talking about the Patriots and where they're standing in their offseason. Some things they're maybe looking to polish up or shore up before we get to the upcoming year. Ellender is in a unique situation. South Lafouche is, uh, by and large, as back to normal as things are going to be. Like, they're back in their field house. They're going to be playing home games. Ellender's still not. They're working out, you know, at uh, Fletcher or, you know, you know, the vocational school, wherever the heck they build a weight room at, their own campus is going to still not be operational. There's going to be portable buildings and everything out there. But Ellender's still in that weird, awkward, you know, kind of in between. And we'll ask Jesse about that. Then 12-15, it is Tuesday, so it's time for our Terrebonne General Tuesday. We'll have Stan Gravois. We'll chat with him about everything going on in the world of high school athletics and college and pro and everything in between. Then at the bottom of the show, We've got some headlines to cover. LSU football got a big football commitment. I mean, like I feel like if we were playing a drinking game at this point and you had to take a shot every time Brian Kelly got a football commitment, we would all not be able to drive home because LSU has been racking up in recent weeks on the recruiting trail. They get another one. And the most important part about this one, and we'll detail it all at the bottom of the show, the most important part about this commitment, y'all, it's a boy from the boot. You know, LSU's been going to get guys from Florida and, you know, Indiana, and, like, they've been recruiting nationally very well. They haven't been recruiting Louisiana as well in this class, but they get a boy from the boot, and I think that makes this a little bit more sweet. We'll talk some uh, MLB, some NBA Summer League, whatever it may be. couple of things at the top of the show. <laughs> I want to shout out my buddy Jonah here uh, for pointing this out to me. Um, look, I'm not somebody who takes um, – takes it personally when you tell me whenever I screw something up. And I, I mean this sincerely. And I look, this is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make fun of Jonah here in just a second, but I mean this sincerely. If you guys read something on the Gazette or whatever, and like a word's misspelled or like punctuation in a sentence isn't right or whatever. And you got my number, like text it to me because I'm not the guy that gets mad or upset or angry. Like I want to know because I want to get it right. Right. I know that we all make mistakes. I don't take that stuff personally. I got a couple of friends of mine who every time they see one, they, they are, they're trained. They know, hey, all right, I'm going to send this to Casey. We'll get this right. So on yesterday's show, I'm over here, and I'm talking about NBA Summer League and 
you know, the topic of conversation comes up of, you know, I don't think that uh, Jabari Smith is going to be as good as some other people think. And I'm talking about how Puello Banchero should have been the number one pick in the draft and was, and, you know, how I've, I thought the whole draft lead up that that's the guy that it should have been or whatever it may be. And I'm over here saying, oh, yeah, I think Banchero is going to, you know, have a complete NBA game. I think he could score from the inside, outside in the lane, whatever it may be. And I say, yeah, he's very comparable to Julian Randle. Who the hell's Julian Randle? Of course, I meant Julius Randle. But man, I, and that's what Jonah said in the text. I mean, you said it with so much conviction, you almost uh, convinced me that I was wrong. No, 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 no. Uh, the guy behind the microphone just got a little bit too fired up and lost sight of the man's name. It is, of course, Julius Randle of New Orleans Pelicans lore and of Kentucky, you know, Big Blue Nation lore. So my bad on that. Um, and heck, well, yesterday, I guess I also got to mention, I'm over here. The Atlanta Braves are going to beat the Mets. They're going to take the NL East lead. They're going to cruise it. And the Braves lay a complete egg yesterday and get beat by the Mets. So a couple of our W's and L's and proclamations yesterday didn't actually fully pan out, but that's okay. That's why we've got a whole nother week's worth of shows here to try to get some of those things right. Let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Rodeo. Fresh, uh, fresh off of a wonderful weekend over on the island. We're going to have Corey or Darby or somebody with Blue Boot on this week. We've been trying. Um, the reason why we haven't been able to have them on, they're horse. <laughs> they're horse. I asked Corey, I said, Corey, um, you know, do you want to come on radio and recap the events? I mean, I can't talk. And you know, the same, they, they, you know, the, the, the talk on the body show, they tried to get Darby on. Same thing. Like, they they just been... Burning it at both ends throughout the course of the weekend. They're resting and recovering. Whenever they're ready to roll, we will have one of the Blue Boot crew on. Southland Dodge and Homa, we also want to thank them for their support. They have been a day one support of our show. We're so appreciative. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Had a memory pop up today on my Facebook, and I want to lead off today's show. You know, I've, I've joked around and cut up enough here in the first segment of the show. It's time to get to the meat and potatoes and actually talk some high school. It was a photo from LSU Media Day. Um, hell, I don't know, the year, uh, maybe 2012, something like that. And it was a photo of myself with Kenny Hilliard. And the reason, you know, look, I, I get on here every day and I open up the shows and it sounds like, you know, oh, he's just trying to fill 10 or 15 minutes of time. You know, he's just talking. Um, but whenever I tell you guys I'm looking forward to the high school football season, it, the, the biggest reason for that optimism and for that passion is because it's such a blessing, right, to know that on any given Friday or any given Thursday or Saturday or whenever the heck the game is played, you show up and you could potentially see something that you've never seen before and will never see again. That's what keeps me excited about my work is that uncertainty, right? And seeing that photo of Kenny Hilliard and myself took me back to the 2011, no, excuse me, the 2010 LHSAA state playoffs, right? I am at that time a 
very rookie reporter. I'm like in my early 20s, just out of LSU. I graduated LSU December of 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 2009, right? So this is my first football season back. And I'm being told of all of the uh, success. As soon as I get back, I'm being told of all the success that's going on over at Patterson and that they've got a running back that's unbelievable, right? So we get into that football season, the 2010 football season, and the Lumberjacks are cruising. They're playing well. They're the number seven seed in 3A. They get by the opening round game easily. They get by the second round game easily. They go on the road and survive a scare in the quarterfinals against Redemptors. And now they're at home taking on West Feliciana, which was the 11 seed. It's 11 versus 7. The winner's going to the Dome. And I remember at the time uh, telling my dad, hey, you know, Patterson's got this really legit, big, bruising, running back commitment named Kenny Hilliard. Do you want to come out to, you know, Patterson? They've got a big playoff game. Do you want to come and watch him play? So we load up the caravan and we head out to St. Mary and we go watch Patterson play West Feliciana. And first and foremost, the environment there was unbelievable. Patterson has a small stadium, right? It's not a very big stadium. And then, you know, like across the way from the main grandstand of the stands, across the way, it's kind of like a field, like there's not a whole lot of room. Well, guess what? That night, it was all full. <laughs> you know, whether you were sitting in the bleachers, whether you were standing around the stadium, like it was full. That You couldn't have fit another person. Standing room only. There were as many people outside of the stadium watching as they were inside the stadium. It was as, as wild of an environment as I've ever seen. Let's get that out of the way first. And Patterson had a very powerful offense, as you might guess, with Kenny Hilliard, you know, in play there. But they also had a really good quarterback. I believe his name was Justice Jones or something of the sort. And I'll, if I mess that up, I'll, I'll Google it and I'll fix it over the commercial break. Um, but they were very pro- prolific. You know, shotgun, throwing the ball around, and handing it to Hilliard as needed throughout the offense. But West Feliciana was damn good, too. And they, frankly, were beating the snot out of Patterson for a lot of the game. And West Feliciana was winning 21-14 to late in the game. They got a stop against Patterson. Had the ball up seven points with, like, two minutes left. Patterson has, like, one timeout left. So I'm on the Patterson sideline preparing to do a story about how the hometown team loses in the semifinals, ends up coming short of the dome, and Kenny Hilliard checks into the game to play linebacker. He was a running back slash linebacker. He played sparingly on defense, but he did play defense. And his job on the given play was, hey, just go get us the ball back. Sure enough. West Feliciana's running like some triple option or something. Instead of just like taking a knee and punting with 10 seconds left, they're running their set offense. Hilliard breaks through the line, demobilizes the quarterback. The ball comes out. The Lumberjacks fall on top of it. They've got the ball at like their own 30-yard line with like a minute 40 left. Still a tall task. You don't have a whole lot of timeouts, you know, maybe one at the most. You got to go the whole length of a field in an offense that's only scored 14 points and has been stymied most of the game. Well, they do. They go down the field, sparked by one long pass. I remember they get down there, they you know they they get near the goal line and then they kind of scuffle a little bit, but they finally do punch it in. It's 21 to 20. There's like 15 seconds left. Tommy Minton, who's now the Vanderbilt coach, was the coach for Patterson at the time. I'm looking at him. He's from me to the door. And if you've been in our studio, that's about five feet. We're, I'm that close to him. And I see he's putting his hand out one. Let's kick the extra point. 
They line up for the extra point. West Feliciana jumps offside. So the ball is now from like the two to the one or the three to the one and the half, whatever they do at high school. And he'll, uh, Minton says, offense, let's go win this the game. So the offense is fired up. They're running onto the field. The last guy through is, is Kenny Hilliard. And Tommy Minton turns and looks at him and says, we're giving you the ball. Go and bleep and score. They run like a toss to Hilliard. He gets hit like there was no blocking there. He gets hit at like the five-yard line and just keeps pumping his legs. Then gets hit at like the three-yard line, keeps pumping his legs, and just carries their whole defense into the end zone. Patterson wins 22-21. to The entire parish of St. Mary is jubilating. They're going nuts. They're throwing things in the air. It is a wild, crazy scene and I have never seen anything wilder than that so the point that I'm getting and then the next week Patterson goes to the Dome Falls a little bit short against Parkview and what was also a great game Parkview wins the title 24 to 20 so what I'm getting at is that whenever I tell you guys that oh I'm so excited for high school football and I can't wait and this that and the other it's because of that it's because on any given Friday night you may see something that you have never seen before and that you will never see again. I will never see an environment nor an individual performance like Kenny Hillier gave that night probably ever again. I could think of other instances. There was a game Coach Kyle and I called Central Lafouche and Slidell. It was freezing cold. It was raining. We got poured on. We were in ponchos. We're co- you know, covering the game from the baseball field because it was hard to get electricity. I'll never forget that as long as I live. There's always the story behind the story, and we look forward so much to making new memories this upcoming season here in Coastal Broadcasting. But whenever I saw that photo of Kenny Hilliard, I was like, you know what? I got to share that story. I got to reminisce because, man, that reminded me of maybe the best high school football game I have ever seen. Let's catch a break on play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to go to Bryce Guidry of South LaFouche High School. He'll be on the line to talk about the Tarpons' defense. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You may think every weather app is the same, until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you. 
prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEV. Casey Gisclair here. We go to the phone lines for our first call-in guest of the show. That would be South Lafouche High School defensive coordinator for the football team, Coach Bryce Gidry. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Casey. I'm doing well. How about yourself? We're doing just fine, my friend. It is a fun time of the year. You got them in the weight room, getting bigger, faster, stronger. Heck, I'm looking at the date, July 12. You guys are going to be on the practice field in just a couple of weeks. It's almost like Christmas Eve, brother. You're seeing all the gifts wrapped under the tree. Can't quite open them yet, but it's getting pretty close, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Getting close, man. It's uh, We're getting some good work in, you know, this summer. Even though we had a kind of short summer uh, with being in school a little longer, kids have been really, you know, coming in every day and punching that clock. And uh, the attendance has been great for us. Um, you know, some senior leaders stepping up and kind of showing, uh, leading by example. And, uh, yeah, man, just – we're super excited to get it started. Like you said, it's Christmas Eve, man. It's almost there. Uh, we're chomping at the bit over here. So before we talk about some football-specific stuff, Bryce, we've had a lot of coaches around the athletic department give you kudos because, you know, you guys are doing things a little bit differently uh, where, you know, all the athletes are able to go and get, you know, some lifting and some conditioning, and you're kind of like the strength and conditioning guru, like the, the coach there of that specifically – and a lot of the coaches in the athletic department have said, hey, man, like Coach Bryce is helping our kids a lot. Talk about that role and, you know, what you've seen athletic department-wide in terms of those kids all getting, you know, work across the spectrum of sports. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's the thing that we uh, kind of crank back up. Um, Coach Kyle helped me out a lot, uh, put me in this spot because he trusted me. Trusted me. Shout out to uh, Coach Kyle. He's listening in in the next room here at school. Uh, me, Coach Brody, and Coach Gouger is here uh, doing some uh, in-house stuff. But, uh, yeah, he just he, he trusted me with that position to uh, kind of help all our student-athletes here at Salafouche, you know, get bigger, faster, stronger. And it's it's only going to grow. Um, you know, we we had good attendance at the start, and it kind of dwindled down a little bit. But uh, we had a few teams kind of have stuff with COVID, so uh, that kind of knocked down the attendance. But it's going so, uh, good so far, man. You know, I like it. I like to see all the kids, and I think they enjoy it. Um, I mean, I, I push them to the point that I believe that they can go, and uh, I think it's going to get them better in the long run. And, uh, you know, all the other coaches are helping out, you know, doing their part and uh, pushing their kids to come. You know, on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, we lift, and then we run uh, just for two hours here. But uh, I think it's, it's going to make a positive impact for sure. You know, if we can keep this uh, thing going for a long time. Uh, but it's very positive so far, Casey. So another thing that I think it's going to help with is, you know, look, man, if, if there's a basketball kid or a baseball kid or whatever, a soccer player, whatever it may be, that doesn't play football and you've got them in the weight room, I'm sure you could be pulling some of them strings and building that relationship and getting them more comfortable. And I think that it's ultimately going to help out in that respect too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've done my sh- uh, fair share of trying to recruit so far. Uh, hey, man, uh, you know, uh, you ever played football before, you know, do, doing this and that, and, uh, you know, just trying to get kids out. But, yeah, I, I think that's uh, – you hit the nail on the head right there. You know, try to look around, 
you know, maybe an athlete that was kind of unsure, but, you know, getting them comfortable and, you know, introducing them to some of the coaches around because, you know, Coach Gouger's here sometimes, you know, uh, helping out Coach Collie with some things and Coach Brody's here around, you know, just introducing those co- uh, those coaches and for them to get comfortable. And uh, I think it's a good, definitely a good spot for that as well. Very good. So, look, man, you're the new defensive coordinator here at South Lafouche. Give us a rundown of kind of your philosophy there. Is it going to be like a 4-3, a 3-4, you know, 3-3-5? Like, what's your philosophy? Or is it a situation, Bryce, where you're going to say, hey, any given year we're going to run the defense that's best for what we have? What, give us a rundown of how you feel about, you know, that philosophy on the defensive side. Right. Uh, well, my philosophy, uh, philosophy kind of started out with the 3-3. Um, that's kind of all I ever coached under so far with uh, Scott, uh, Coach Scott Pellegrin. And uh, Coach Tommy Boudreaux did the same thing. And Coach Will kind of did a few other things. Um, but we were stacked at one point in time. And uh, it kind of goes off of that. But this year we started off with the stack, the 3-3 stack. And we had to kind of switch it up because uh, we were lacking depth at linebacker. So we uh, we switching up to the 4-2-5. The same, kind of same concepts, just uh, adding an extra defense alignment in there and taking out a linebacker uh, because we're more – they have more depth up front this year, and I feel like um, they can help us more. You know, having four defensive linemen in the game is going to help us out more than, you know, there in that spot. So one of the things that, you know, and I tell you this all the time, is, you know, I love the passion and the love that you have for the school. So I'm going to ask you this. You, you played, and you were a lineman when you played. Was it more fulfilling for you to, you know, get that big block or that big hit or whatever or is it more fulfilling for you now as a coach when you're seeing that kid that's been working at it so hard get that big sack or whatever it may be? Which one do you prefer more? Uh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough question. But uh, honestly, I, I think now just being around it and kind of sitting back and, you know, teaching a kid something and them getting it right and, you know, seeing them all fired up, you know, that, that means more to me than, uh, you know, myself making the play or, you know, uh, making that – block or whatever so uh a short answer would be now it's more fulfilling uh but i tell you i tell these guys all the time i would give a lot a lot of money to go back and play on that friday night there's there's no other feeling like it now being there on a friday night as a football coach you know it's fun and it's awesome but playing there's nothing like it there's really nothing like it but now i'm starting to get away from that a little bit and, you know, appreciating, you know, teaching the kids something and them, you know, getting all excited and, you know, you know, coaching them. This is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, man, that's how it's supposed to be. And then getting fired up and, you know, and listening to what you got to say and, and uh, letting it happen. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, very good feeling, Casey, for sure. No doubt. Look, dude, in the first segment of the show, I was telling a story about an old Patterson high school football game that I covered and how wild the environment was there. So, I'm going to ask you that same question. Whenever it's a big Friday night and you guys are playing whoever and it's a high-stakes game and you know whatever it may be and it's at home and it's at Memorial Stadium and you guys are making the round and starting the tarpon walk and whenever your eyes first catch all of those people there and you start to hear the first couple of notes of the band going off, what's going through your head, dude? Because I know that, man, like that's got to be an adrenaline rush on our feeling of euphoria, unlike anything else in the world, man, because that is just such an awesome thing to see. And I know to be part of it, walking through that, it's got to be amazing. Oh, yeah, man. You give me a free songs just talking about it. But, uh, man, it's an unreal feeling, uh, you know, as a player and even as a coach, 
and you, you tell these kids, and you know, I, I tried to tell Coach Young, you know, he wasn't able to do the tarpon walk until the Opelousas game. Uh, but it's something that we, it's something special for down here that we get to experience every Friday night for a home game, and it, it's just you can't describe it. The feeling, you know, you see the people in the community; they come out of the stands and to just pack the walkway for you. The bands playing. And, uh, you know, the cheerleaders at the end of the line, it's just such a great experience, you know, for our kids. And it's just for the kids out there, you know, if they were to listen right now, just come be a part of that. Come one Friday night and see the talking walk, and you're going to want to play South of football. And, uh, you know, those are – I remember uh, I was a sophomore in the district championship team here, and that talking walk, was the craziest tarpon walk I've ever been a part of. I couldn't see. It was pitch black dark. I was getting hit from every side, <laughs> but it was unbelievable, man. It, it, it was something that I'll definitely treasure for the rest of my life. That's awesome, man. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, we were uh, talking with B.J. Young several times throughout the offseason, and one of the things he always says is, hey, man, you know, we got to find some physicality. He said the one thing in the spring he wasn't pleased with was the level of physicality. Now, Bryce, that's not like South Lafouche football. You guys are usually extremely physical, maybe even you know toeing the line of being too physical at times. How do you guys channel that whenever the fall practices start and you're getting ready for the year? Because, man, you know as well as I do, you guys aren't going to be the biggest, fastest, and strongest. You're going to have to do that little extra dirty work there in the trenches to make it happen. How do you get the kids to channel that inner nasty and find some of that meanness inside of them a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a big thing, you know. Just like Coach Young said, that we were kind of missing in the summer. Uh, excuse me, in the spring, and I think we found that in the summer. You know, even though we weren't able to put on pads, um, you know, everything we did or doing, excuse me, during the summer is fast and physical. All right, I, I don't care if you weight lifting, weight lift fast, weight lift. Uh, tough and mean throw that weight around that's just vicious vicious you know you hear that word being thrown around all over the weight room and on the football field just vicious all right somebody even seven on seven i don't care all right somebody's coming over the middle touch them up and uh you know i think i think we're getting there case i think i obviously we're not where we want to be but when we get the pads on and when we're able to kind of start cracking i think we're going to get there uh you got to pull out of these kids sometimes um you got to break that mold that they were in, and I think we're getting there. You know, even you know with the linemen, I work more with the linemen, uh, me and Coach Brody. And uh, you know, you ask any one of them, it's, it's tough stuff that we do, man. We hit the sled and we hit the sled for about thirty minutes, you know, straight, you know. And uh, the kids don't quit. So right now we're we're getting there mentally and physically. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be tough for the season for sure. Very good, Coach. And I, I think I've complimented you about this on the air a couple of times. And, you know, if, if so, I'll, I'll do it again. One of the things I love that you all do is you get those big, nasty guys together and you guys break bread and you guys have dinner and together. I, I love your lineman suppers, dude. I think that's a tremendous idea. I think that that stuff, you know, that type of stuff will, A, make people want to be part of the program, B, build chemistry in your locker room. How'd that idea come about? And, man, kudos to you all for, for giving that to those players who desperately deserve it. Yeah, that was uh that was actually all Coach Brody, man. Coach Brody, him and I were talking just, you know, what we can do for these guys and he said, you know, Bryce, what about a just alignment dinner? You know, 'cause we thought about back when we were in school, um uh I'll tell you a quick story, but 
it was always him and I. Coach, me and Coach Brody go back a long way. You know, we best friends back then, still best friends now. And uh, we tell the kids this, you know, me and Coach, Coach Brody came to my house every Thursday before a Friday night game. And him and I went eat with a bunch of our buddies, and we went eat at uh, Happy Gardens. That was the place we'd go eat. And, uh, you know, he came up with the idea, you know, what, what about every week just a, a lineman dinner? And, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And uh, the parents right now are helping us out tremendously. Uh, Miss Molly Bourgeois um, extending, our home to, uh, extending her home to us uh, the other week, and we're actually going to have another one here this Thursday. And uh, it's just a great thing, man. The kids love it. You know, they play Madden. You know, they throw in the football in the yard. And it, it really, it's it's special to be a part of it, basically, because it, it's memories that they'll have for a long time because it's memories we have. You know, I still remember, you know, Coach Bowie coming to the house and we just talking about the game before a Friday night. Uh, you know, it's, it's something special. And I think it's a bond that they'll have forever. And I think the blind is even a small port, you know, it's a small part of the memories that they'll have here at Solid Food. And uh, I just hope we can continue it on for however long me and Coach Brody's here. You got to be careful with that Madden stuff, Coach, because here's the thing. The day that I realized that I was actually an old man was the day that those kids started beating me in Madden. So be careful with that stuff, man. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I already got uh, last week or the week before. It was like 28 and I said, okay, dude, I'm done. You, you beat <laughs> Very good. Thanks so much for the time, man. Keep up the good work, buddy. No problem. See you later, man. Yep, that is Coach Bryce Gidry with South Lafouche doing a good job. I love, love that camaraderie that they're trying to build. They do extra. You know, they do extra. They, they're always going to the middle schools and trying to, you know, I, I've said the phrase here, and I heck, I need to put it on a damn T-shirt. It's cool to be a tarpon again, and, and those guys, you know, Coach Bryce and Brody and Justin and, you know, all that that staff out there, they have made it cool to be a tarpon again, doing all of that little stuff in between, going to the middle schools, having the lineman dinners, and whatever it may be. <clears throat> they have reinvigorated that tarpon pride, and it's been amazing to see. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Ellender Memorial, where we're going to have Jesse Turner on the line. He's the head football coach out there. We'll see how things are going over at Patriot Land. It's play-by-play -play on Kaylee B. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See you all there. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We thank Coach Bryce for his time in the last segment of the show. Now we go to Coach Jesse Turner of Ellen the Memorial, who's on the line now. Coach Turner, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Good afternoon to you guys. Yes, sir. It is a fun time of the year, but as we were chatting with Coach Bryce Gidry in the last segment, is you know, it's almost like the weeks before Christmas, right? You see the trees up, you see the gifts under the tree. You can't quite open them just yet, but you know it's getting close. That's kind of where we are right now. You guys are lifting and running and doing everything to get ready for when you can put the pads on in just a couple weeks, huh? Yeah, man, it's exciting. Right now, actually, man, we have uh, the coaching convention in Baton Rouge, and normally after that coaching convention, that's when, you know, the time is ticking. Like, you know, you, you're looking at that August date. You're looking at that first fall scrimmage. You're looking at the first day you can put on pads. And those, those days are approaching, so now it's very vital, you know, that we take these days serious and we, we, we make sure we get in the weight room and, and finish up any summer conditioning that we need to do and so we can progress to 11-on-11 football. So tell us about that. You know, there are a lot of folks around the state that are at the convention this week. Um, what are you learning? You know, I know there's a, a laundry list of speakers and folks that are out there. I'm sure you're, you're soaking in all that knowledge, huh? Yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to actually hear from – other coaches that's in the state who's kind of in the same situation. I, I, you know, I listened to Westgate coach and he talked about building the culture and, and it's a lot of things that he said is, is things that I want to, you know, exhibit in my program. And then one of the best talks of the day so far to me uh, was Trail Folk. And uh, he just, he, he talked about culture as well. And, and he just believes his guys and he loves his guy. He built his program off of love, man. And I got so much from him. I got so much from him, and every every year uh, we come to the convention, I, I get a, I get a ton that I could bring to my guys, to my coaches, and I can spread what I learned to them, man. And it's awesome. Hopefully, one day I'm gonna put in the atmosphere. I can go up there and maybe present after winning, you know, three rounds in the playoffs or making it to that state game, coming from a school like Ellender. So I just vision that as I listen to those guys, man. But it's awesome, man. You you can't ask for nothing else. That, that's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. One of the things that I, I just asked Coach Bryce Gidry about, he was a lineman at South Lafouche, and I asked him, Coach, said, is it more fulfilling to actually go and get the pancake blocker to get the sack as a player, or is it more fulfilling right. to you know watch a kid that's been working and busting his butt actually do it in the game? So I'm actually the same thing. You were a great playmaker whenever you played. Is it more fulfilling to you know you know be doing the juke moves and scoring the touchdowns, or is it more fulfilling to watch that kid who's had to struggle and has had to, 
had to learn and you know piece it all together, finally break through and put it into the end zone. Which one's better for you? I'm gonna tell you. I tell you what, man. Scoring a touchdown is is no is no better feeling than that. But on the other hand, watching the kid, you know, who busts his tail all summer and and see that work that he put in, you know, what I'm saying start to you know come to you know come to life, man. It's that's just the ultimate goal of football. You know, even if you're a player, you know what I'm saying. If I got a teammate who's busting his tail and I see him. You know, succeeding on the on the field, man, that's the best part about the game. Um, and Trev talk a lot about that. You know what I'm saying? Putting that work in, you get what you you know, uh, you get what you put in. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, watching the kid who, who worked all summer, who wasn't so good the year before, but understood what he had to develop in, man, that's the greatest feeling in the world. Very good. Give us a rundown of. Whenever you get back and you guys are able to get on the practice field, what are some things you're hoping to see right away to let you know that you know that that vibe and that culture and all those things that you're talking about are all pointed in the right direction? Togetherness. Be honest with you, this is my third year being a head coach, and you know, just just small things is stretching together, coming together. Just those small things. Cause we're a very talented team. I'm, I'm not gonna be naive, man. We we're talented, and I definitely think we can win some ball games. But the problems that we had in the past with Elton High School. Uh, especially on the football side, is playing together, uh, not being individuals out there, being together as a team. So just the small things. I'm looking for it to come out the locker room together, come out the weight room together. Everybody's just on the same page. Everybody's just lying there listening to their coaches, uh, perfecting their craft and things like that. And we're starting to see a lot of that during the summer. So that's why, you know, the expectation is high and we're we feeling good about this upcoming year. Um, but, you know, if we can see that, the talent is there. I believe in my coaches that we can see – us playing together as one, as a family, uh, I think the sky's the limit for our team this year. Your offense was very prolific at times last year. You got some big, tall, athletic, you know, quick playmakers. Give us a rundown of what you're expecting to see on that side of the ball because you got a lot of those kids back. It's, it's some of the same things. It's some of the same things. We uh, we don't scratch the field a lot with our play design. You know what I'm saying? We feel that we can throw the outside screen, we can throw the hitches, and those guys can take it. 50, 60, 70 yards, you know what I'm saying? So we just want to get the ball to them in space uh, as quick as possible. You know, we have a tradition of having some good, you know, some nice athletic receivers. So we're going to take advantage of that. We, we are, uh, I, I do believe in the offensive line. Uh, we definitely got better over the summer. Those guys put in a lot of work, but at the end of the day, we know our strengths. Our strengths is our skill guys. So our job is to put them in space and force the defense to make plays on them. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we are emphasizing right now It's coaches' meetings. Um, just to try to get them uh, be a little bit more creative and getting them the ball, um, especially with our play calling, and, and just continue what we're doing. You know, light up the scoreboard. Try to score every time you touch the ball. Um, put nice, sound drives together and, you know, just keep uh, continue to build confidence throughout the season. At the end of last season, I remember we had you on the Saturday show, and, and you told Stan and myself, you said, hey, man, we've got to, in the offseason, get in better condition to handle what's going on. But you felt that at times last year you guys maybe gassed out a little bit. So the the full off season is getting close. Are you guys more equipped conditioning wise to handle the grind of the season? I definitely believe so. Um, the biggest thing was the conditioning, but it, it was also the strength factor. You know, we went up to play uh, Warren Easton, and it was it was man amongst boys at times. You know what I'm saying? They just manhandled us. Uh, and at the end of the day, we you know I told my guys to take that personal. Of course, Warren Easton is one of the prolific programs in the in the state. They made it to the state championship last year. Unfortunately, lost on the last play of the game. 
Um, but at the end of the day, they just manhandled us. And in the, in the games that we lose, we lose them there. You know, when we play Vanderbilt, you know, they kind of overwhelm us and go in the fourth quarter. We played E. White last year. They overwhelmed us through fourth quarter. So at the end of the day, we took it, you know, we took it upon ourselves to, you know, hit this weight room hard, you know what I'm saying, make sure the alignment, make sure they're coming on a consistent basis, make sure, you know, they understand the mission. And the mission is to get stronger so we can play four quarters with those guys and compete uh, four quarters with those guys and possibly end up end up with a win and uh, a victory. It's not about just making it to the playoffs this year. You know, that's not going to be successful for us. It's, it's winning in the playoffs. Everybody around the community, you know, they they excited. You know, Ellen the goals three and four, make it to the to the playoffs. That's that's not what we're looking for. We're not we're not a losing program. Three and four is losing. You know, what I'm saying everybody's excited about that. And I told my kids, take it personal. We're better than that. You know, it is what it is. So our our job this year, you know, uh, every game we play, we gonna bust our tail. We worked our tail off this summer. Um, so we we should definitely see a better product on the field this year and win some playoff games. Very, very good. Getting me fired up, Coach. Let, let me ask you about this. I know you guys have a unique uh, situation on, on campus, and it's going to be that way for a while, you know, the, the portable buildings and everything of this sort. Are you guys going to have a space on your campus to practice? And if not, what that what is that going to look like when the season starts? So it, it, I'm going to be honest. It's tough right now. We ordered a bunch of things back in February as far as like a weight room. Um, uh, what what what? The superintendent and the school board, what they did was they found a little building at uh, Votech, which is actually going to be nice once it's all put together. We had to, as coaches, we had to go in there and clean it out. I mean, it took, you know, a 12-hour days, so and we're still working on it. Um, but, you know, we, we will have a, a spot at Votech, and we will work, but we're still waiting on a lot of stuff to come in that we ordered in February. The world is going crazy right now. With everything's on back order. Um, so, we just waiting on that, but we just, we gonna just control what we control uh, until we get those stuff in. We still gonna put that work in, and we still going to uh, maybe meet and uh, find a space to where we could do some conditioning, some some position drills, or whatever it may be. Um, but again, there's no excuses this year. You know, at the end of the year, I can easily say when we, if, if if we're not successful, man, we didn't even have a facility to practice at. You know, it took us till August to get a perfect facility. That's not going to be an excuse. We're scratching that out the window. We're going to control the narrative. Uh, whatever we got, we're going to use. Uh, and we're just going to do it to the best of our ability, man, and have fun doing it. So, Very good. Look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your stay over in Baton Rouge, brother. Yes, sir. Enjoy you guys. Thank you, man. Yep. That is Coach Jesse Turner with the Ellender Patriots doing a good job. It's really fun, right, when you hear a coach, A, stress, you know, hey, we're not going to make excuses. You know, we're not going to complain about this we're not going to complain about that um that's really fun but then the next thing that you know the greater point is you know whenever there's a, a program how many teams fall into the trap of okay you know we were the 24 seed last year and then the next year they're the 26 seed then the year after that they're the 23 seed and like they just kind of stay the same every year how many programs fall into that trap and there's no urgency to break the glass wall down and go and make that leap forward. And there's so little urgency at times in some programs like, oh, you know, hey, we had a playoff season. Great. Not understanding, you know, hey, that the brackets are more condensed and that's actually not a huge accomplishment anymore. So it's awesome to hear, you know, Jesse say, you know, yeah, we have made the playoffs. We've been like the 29 or 30 seed and we've gotten 
blitz by in the car and Warren Easton the last few years. That's not what we want to do. That's not success for us anymore. Because look, it, it's it's in phases, right? It's an Ellender program that was down near the bottom. And now they made that leap to become that team that makes the playoffs on the bottom end. And I think that it's really neat to hear him say, hey, we're not going to just stop there. Let's try to make that next leap to maybe be the 19 seed. And then, you know, if they accomplish that, maybe make that next leap to be the 12 seed or whatever it may be. Just refreshing to hear, you know, someone say, hey, you know, if we do just the exact same thing that we did this past season, which is barely get into the playoffs, go three and four, you know, whatever it was that he said, you know, four and five, whatever it may be, we're not happy with that. They're trying to make the next step forward, and I think that that's really refreshing to hear. So kudos to him for that. Let's catch a break here on play-by-play when I get back, or when we get back, rather. It's going to be Stan Gravois. It is our Terrebonne General Tuesday. We'll chat with Stan about, heck, you knew, you guys know how we do everything under the sun. We'll be talking about in the next segment of the show here on play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. 
Welcome back to Play by Play. Today is Tuesday, so that means it's our Terrebonne General Tuesday, and we go to the phone lines with Mr. Stan Gravois, who's on the line. Stan, good afternoon, my friend. How are you today? Hey, Casey. How are you? Everything's good. Yeah, we're doing just fine over here as well, man. It is uh, kind of a quiet time, right? You know, we had Jesse Turner on in the last segment, and he's talking about how he's in Baton Rouge at that, you know, that uh, convention out there, and we had Bryce Gidry on in the first segment of the of the call-in part of the show, talking about how they're just over on campus, you know, getting some things ready. The kids are not on campus right now because of this you know, this dead period. Kind of a quiet time, kind of the calm before the storm, because as Jesse said in the last segment, once you get back from Baton Rouge, coaches' internal clocks just kind of click, and it's, you know, hey, it's time for the season now. Yep, we are at that point, and uh, it's really strange as dead day because as long as I had been coaching in the past, I don't ever remember there being this scenario but I guess if you're passing by high school right now and you see a bunch of kids practicing, you could call the LHSA because they're not supposed to be, right? These two days are supposed to be totally off, and most people are out in Baton Rouge. I do know that uh, Mike Barber from South Terrebonne is actually one of the speakers related to baseball there, and uh, that staff is actually going to all support him up there. I agree with you. Listen, we're I, I don't want to call it the calm before the storm because I don't want to use any sort of metaphors <laughs> related to hurricanes this year. But it is what we are right now. And, uh, you know, I'm actually standing out right now on the driving range at, at Ellendale, and I sure hope these kids are acclimated to heat because it is hot out here right now. So I would encourage any of those kids who are out there with these dead days, get outside, get a little acclimated, because come Thursday, all the schools are going to be getting after it. No doubt. Look, one uh, local group that's been bringing the heat this summer, the Southland Hogs. We had Joe on the show yesterday. They win not one but st- but two state championships, and now they're going off to the World Series. Joe said, you know, very bluntly, he's like, hey, man, we've got great players, and, you know, the players are all bought into what's happening on the field. To win two state championships, man, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Yeah, listen, that program is so successful, and it sort of feeds off of prior years saw Joe this morning. He actually had to come into the hospital uh, to go to an appointment, so he came, stopped by the office, and he's extremely proud of the way his kids played. I asked him, you know, compare this to last year, compare this to prior years. How do you feel about this team? And he said his 17U team can beat anybody. He really believes that. Of course, they're going to be going on to the World Series. That World Series is going to be in Sterlington and the Monroe area. Then we talked a little bit about his 19U team, and he feels like he has the pitching to really make a dent now. And now what people have to realize with that particular league, the 19Us, which is called the majors, you're actually facing college pitching throughout. So you're going to have guys like last year, they lost to a team from Arkansas who had a freshman at Arkansas University who was pitching, University of Arkansas, I should say, who pitched against them and was really tough. So this is top-notch baseball, and he's going to have to be ready to go, and he understands that. They're going out to Nashville to make a little dent, and I hope that they certainly can. But, I, I, you know, just in talking to him, it sounds like the 17-year-olds have a great chance. They might be the big dog. The 19-years are going to have to play well throughout to make it happen. You know, one of the things, and I actually asked Joe about this yesterday, is that, you know, you and I and, and a lot of the folks, on you know, who – are given a platform to promote this type of stuff. We talk about, okay, the game has grown, and you know we'll list reasons why. We'll talk about you know the academies and the travel teams, and we'll talk about you know the the swampland baseball and all the different things. And Stan, one of the biggest reasons why I think the game has grown in our area 
is right under our nose, and we maybe don't give it as much credit, is that now in our area, we've got baseball guys who are the head coaches of programs. You know, Chandler's a baseball guy. Mike Barba's a baseball guy. Josh Smith, Joe, Matt Plitt, and, you know, the, the whole list, Cam Pierce, whatever it may be. You know as well as I do, 15, 20, 25 years ago, it was just something for the assistant football coach to do. Now we have actual baseball guys in these positions, and I think that as much as anything has led to our growth in our area. I, I agree totally. I'll even give you a little bit uh, deeper scenario than that that goes up to the next level, collegiate ball. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I actually had a pretty good junior year as a high schooler and started getting talked to, and one of the guys who talked to me was actually from USL, uh, where I eventually did go to college, but not not for baseball. But he talked to me after my junior year. This guy on the collegiate level, Casey, think about this, was the defensive lines football coach, and he was the head baseball coach. And this was like 1979, 1980, right? So you have a time where even on the collegiate level, it wasn't given enough attention to think that now – all of these guys, most of them that you just mentioned, that's all they do is baseball. I mean, they, some of them dabble in football. Some of them are a little bit more vested in football. But to say that baseball is not their first love would be totally ludicrous because it's what they do. And those schools that have not caught on to this, those schools who are not doing this, they're, they're behind the eight ball. They're, they're not going to be able to catch these other schools now because the other schools are totally vested in what they do. You've been running around a little bit today from what you were telling me. I don't know if you saw this, but it's going to sound like a broken record. Ellis, you got a football commitment today. Caleb Jackson, the number 12 prospect in the state of Louisiana, a running back from Liberty Magnet, has pledged to Brian Kelly. The Tigers have catapulted now to number seven in the country in the recruiting rankings. And I said earlier in the show, look, I love what LSU's been doing. Who wouldn't? You know, they're getting commitments virtually every day. But for me, this one means a little bit more because it's a Louisiana guy, and that's the one area where they have been lacking a little bit. So to secure a four-star commitment, a top 200 player nationally, and it'd be a boy from Baton Rouge means just a little bit extra to me. What are your thoughts as you're seeing the big running back commit to Brian Kelly and the Tigers? You know it means a ton to me to get out that roster and sort of go down that roster and see all of those Louisiana schools, especially being a guy who is supportive of our high schools in Louisiana. It means tons. I'll even go so far as to say if I sat there and LSU had over 50% of their kids, whether they were scholarship players or guys who were walk-ons that came from out of state, that would deter me just a little bit. You know, the purple and gold only runs so deep. You know, when you're playing for Louisiana State, yet you're from Maryland, you know, I don't know, it just doesn't have the same meaning. So, yeah, I agree with you to have a kid. Who, and not only a kid who's local, a kid who's right in the backyard, because there's a lot of time those Baton Rouge kids seem to leave, and I get it. I, you know, I totally get it. You, sometimes you just need to get out. But it also makes you wonder, well, what's wrong with Baton Rouge? What's wrong with LSU? So to have a kid in the backyard do it is big. That's why I've, I've always been such a big Claude Hilaire Edwards guy, just because he stayed home and he sort of got it done there at LSU and, He's having success on the next level, and, and that's what you want to see. I, I would love to see more bi-region kids, but, listen, LSU is going to get the best that they can put on the field so that they can win, too. So it's kind of a give and take. But, nope, agree with you totally. I love to see those Louisiana kids all over that roster. There has been a big push on social media, and I don't know if you've seen this, but like 15, 20, 25 LSU players have been hashtagging Shelton Stays, which is – 
a direct recruiting ploy to try to get Shelton Sampson Jr., the five-star receiver from Catholic of Baton Rouge, to commit to LSU, which by all accounts, a lot of recruiting experts say that's where he's leaning. But it all goes to what I've been told by somebody who's very close to the program, which says that right now, LSU's football chemistry is better than it has been at, in a long, long time. Because look, in recent years, there are a lot of individuals out there, you know, guys who are interested more in themselves than the program as a whole. To see 15 or 20 guys on social media during the summer trying to recruit a high school player that will help the team win, that leads me to believe, like, man, there's a true vibe shift here, and it got me pretty excited. I don't know if this is just perception or not, but just in talking with friends who know a whole lot more about football sometimes than I ever would, it seems like some of the recruits that had come in in the past, say the past five years or so, sort of were trying to use it as a vehicle just to get to the NFL. Don't know if I have to put in the work. Don't know if I need to put in the work. Don't know if I'm going to be held accountable to put in the work, but this is my path to the NFL. Now you sort of find that happy medium where it is the path to the NFL, yet you're going to get the structure, you know, the infrastructure to be an NFL player. It seems like that's what Brian Kelly has to offer and his coaches have to offer where, you know, you're not only going to go up there, but you're going to have one heck of a football IQ, which, you know, I, I think is everything. I think the more IQ you have in the related sport that you play, the better you're going to be. If you could be a coach on the field, you can anticipate things like nobody else can. You could be the greatest athlete in the world, and if you can't anticipate or you don't understand what's going on, you're going to be a step late. Those who are on time, those who do understand and have the IQ, those are going to be your most successful guys, and I think that's what Brian Kelly's looking after. Now, do I believe that all of these early signees are going to eventually be on the campus at LSU with NIL and transfer portals and all of that? Who knows? I mean, quite honestly, who knows? But I do think that maybe there's a, a deep-seated, again, structure to what's going on, and these guys may be a little bit more committed to the program than they were in the past. The Open begins on Thursday out at St. Andrews. Man, it is one of my favorite golf courses to watch the players compete at. I'm hoping that the weather gets nasty, because look, let's be honest, if not, the course is a little bit shorter, and you know there are some holes where... The players of today could kind of take advantage of the course a little more so than in the 60s and the 70s, so the scoring might be really low if the weather's not bad. But to me, Stan, there's nothing like an open championship where the wind's blowing, there's that misting rain, and the guys are just miserable trying to get through the 72 holes. I'm hoping that that's what we see this week, and I'm hoping that we get a good week of golf here at, over at St. Andrews. Yeah, if you're just a golfing novice out there, one of the funnest things to watch is a professional golfer having to hit a ball out of grass that's up to his knees right you know and uh <laughs> i think you'll see a good bit of that at st andrews you got to stay on the course man you got to hit those spots and i i you know i i don't and i've never been really good at picking winners in golf tournaments but if xander shoffley is not the favorite to win this after what he did last weekend and what he did a couple of weeks ago and how hot he is right now i don't know who would be maybe fitzpatrick but I think those guys are certainly going to be at the top. And I know you got your eye on Tiger Woods and what kind of maybe a little bit of noise he can make in it. Uh, some people say he's ready to do it. Some people say he probably shouldn't even try it. So we'll see. But, no, I, I'm like you. This is one of those tournaments where on Thursday you're vested in what's going on and you're watching everything that's going on. 
you, you, you talked about hitting the ball in, in knee-length grass. For me, it's whenever they're in the pod bunker that's so deep you can't even see them in it. I love whenever they're trying to hit it out of that thing because, A, it's great for the little guy like you or I to watch those guys struggle like we do. And then, B, to flip you know the, the flip side of that, I'm watching them struggle and thinking, hell, if ever I'm in one of them things, like my round's over. Like I'm never going to get the ball out of that. So it's always fun to see those guys struggle a little bit. Yeah, it's fun to see them struggle. It's fun to see, to see them have to hit backwards out of a bunker yeah. to go forward, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm unaccustomed to that. I play with guys who can play. You know, I'm sitting here at Ellendale right now with my buddy, buddy, <laughs> who can hit it. And we're just going to sit and watch those guys and hope that they make a mockery of the game so that we could feel adequate. <laughs> That's very well said. Rob Gronkowski said today, uh, he said, I am 100% done with football, and he's not planning a return. There are a lot of folks around the game who don't believe that, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Is Rob Gronkowski telling us the truth, or is it a situation where he just doesn't want to do training camp, and in week three or and in week three or four, he'll be back with Tampa Bay? Yeah, I, I, I believe him this time. I think he's had enough. I don't think that he came back and made that much of a splash in the NFL that he's going to want to try and do that all over again. So I, I do believe him now. That being said, would it surprise me in week eight if somebody gets in tight end trouble and they need him and they're contenders and he realizes he might get another ring out of it? Does he go do it? Maybe so. He's such a physical, you know, just presence. So, uh, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me, but I really don't think it's going to happen. One more question before we let you go. In the open of the show, I was talking about what was the wildest high school environment that I've ever seen. It was a 2010 playoff game between Patterson and West Feliciana out in Patterson. The entire town was there. They were surrounding the stadium. It was crazy. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. What is the craziest high school football scene that you have seen in your long story career? Listen, the easy answer to that is, you know, being in a state championship game in the Dome. I, I often tell the story that before the game, uh, there was a single-A game going on, and we were underneath the rafters in the old Superdome. They used to have the plaza level where you used to walk across like a little catwalk. And we were under there, and all of the fans came out of the stands and lined up on those catwalks and were kind of cheering us. So that was kind of like a surreal feeling before that game. So that was big. But, but you this one's going to maybe surprise you a little bit. When I was a kid, my sisters used to be on the dance teams and such over at South Terrebonne. And around 72, 73, maybe 71, Terrebonne against South Terrebonne. Those football games were unreal. Uh, the track was full. They used to have to put, you know, the yellow tape to keep people fans around. And uh, South Terrebonne had a running back named Melvin Johnson, and when he got tackled in front of me as a kid, that was like to help him up was kind of like the mean Joe Green moment with the Coca-Cola <laughs> commercial, you know, where and helped him up. So that, to me, is always going to stick with me. I was a kid, you know, probably fifth, maybe, maybe younger than that, maybe third, second grade, and to be in that environment was something. That was the heyday. You know, I saw a video just the other day that was transferred from 016-millimeter it was South LaFouche against Terrebonne High in 1969 at Tom B. Smith. And I, I don't think, Casey, you would have believed it if you would have saw the pan of the stadium wow. and how many people were there. It, it was a different time. And now we're so sort of diluted with high schools, it's a little bit different. But, uh, you know, those days, probably any one of those games would rival anything you could probably see today at a high school ball game. Great answer. Look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we can't wait for Saturday. Okay, pal? 
All right, Casey, thanks. Everybody have a good week. Yep, that is Dan Gravois doing a great job, as always. Love getting his perspective. And to hear, man, look, my, my parents tell me, and, you know, I got friends and relatives that tell me of all those wild crowds in the 70s and whatever it may be, I hear the stories of how back in the day down the bayou they would sit <laughs> and chuck oysters from the top row of the bleachers and just throw the shells over, and if they hit a car, to hell with it, whatever. I it's crazy. I, I, you know, I was born a generation too late because I would have loved to see some of those crazy things. I'm a traditionalist. I love hearing those stories. And, you know, Stan tells me the whole South Terrebonne, Terrebonne rivalry was lit back in the day. And I certainly believe it. I would have loved to have seen it. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll go through the headlines. We'll talk a little bit about LSU football, talk a little bit about a couple of other things happening in the world of sports. It's play by play on KLEB. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair here. We've got 20 or so minutes left to spend with you all on this Tuesday. Tomorrow's show, we'll get to our mailbag. We'll try to get Turtle on the line. We'll continue to chat with our local high school coaches as we're roaring into high gear, getting close to the start of our next high school sports year and really our next a- uh, academic year as well. You know, school's right around the corner. This segment of the show, let's talk some LSU, and then we'll kind of comb through the headlines. Stan and I were just talking about this in the last segment of the show. Brian Kelly gets another commitment. This one comes from Caleb Jackson, 5'10", 200-pound, 
running back from Liberty Magnet in Baton Rouge, the, num the number 12 player in the state, the number 192 player in the country, a four-star running back. <sighs> Look, man, the work that LSU's done on the recruiting trail in recent weeks is incredible. They have catapulted from the mid-40s in recruiting rankings now to number seven. They went from having just three or four commitments in the next class to now having 15 it looks like they're in good position to get Shelton Sampson, who's the big wide receiver from Catholic of Baton Rouge. It looks like they're in good position to get Zalen Hurd, the big offensive tackle from Neville, and some of the other good players around the state. LSU is putting themselves in really good position on the recruiting chair and are doing an excellent job of building back some of that momentum that was lost on the recruiting trail. Frank Wilson, that's why you go get him. He was the primary recruiter for Caleb Jackson, and he secures the commitment. Which leads to a bigger conversation, right? Because I was thinking about this this morning and thinking about how I was going to portray this or, or, or give this, relay this message to you all. I'm an LSU guy. I'm an LSU graduate, proud LSU graduate. Don't have any regrets at all. If I could have been given the opportunity to go to any school around the country, I would have still gone to LSU. Love the school dearly. I have followed the school's athletic history since the 90s. Whenever I was a small child, I remember the late days of Dale Brown when you know the probation period was beginning. I remember the early days of John Brady. I remember Skip Burtman. I remember Curly Hallman, Jerry DiNardo, the early Nick Saban, all that stuff. I can't remember a time in LSU's athletic program history that there's more, and look, it hasn't spilled over into success necessarily on the playing field yet, but that there's been more momentum about what's coming next than right now. Kim Mulkey has the women's basketball program in a better position than it's been in, in two decades. They won't, They were like 9-14 and 14 the year before Mulkey got there, something crazy like that. I'm probably you know messing up the numbers and then turned that into a bid in the second round of the NCAA tournament. And now they're getting you know signees or, or recruits from you know all around the country, transfer portal girls from all around the country, get a commitment from the number one player in the country. Everyone that knows women's basketball understands the LSU women's basketball program is a rocket ship that is about to launch into the stratosphere. They're about to annually be a 25-30 win team, a team that's a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament, a team that at the bare minimum will be in the top 12 nationally, if not the top five nationally, competing for Final Fours every year. Baseball is the same situation. Jay Johnson has his first season. They improved the SEC record significantly. Don't get a whole lot of NCAA tournament results, but they didn't have a whole lot of pitching, whatever it may be now. They have the number one recruiting class in the country. They have 18 signees in the top 300 nationally. Only one other program in the country has 10. Vanderbilt has 10. LSU has 18. An MLB network analyst said the other day, if you broke LSU's recruiting class in half, you would have the number one and number two recruiting classes in the country. That's how good LSU's baseball recruiting class is coming in. And that's on top of getting the Big East two-time pitcher of the year, the kid from Creighton. That's on top of getting Tommy Tanks from NC State, the freshman who had 25-plus home runs. That's on top of getting the shortstop from Baylor, Pineda, 
That's on top of getting the kid from Vanderbilt who could throw. They got a you know kid from UCLA who before an injury was one of the best arms in the country. That's not even talking about any of the transfer portal stuff that they did. That's before talking about that they got Josh Jordan, who's one of the best assistant coaches in the country, guy who comes from Duke. That's before talking about that they got uh, pitching coach Wes Johnson from the Minnesota Twins of all places. There's a tremendous amount of enthusiasm and optimism with LSU baseball right now, and I think everybody, again, like women's basketball, understands that program is a rocket ship that is about to launch into the stratosphere. Men's basketball, you lose Will Wade, and you might be in a situation where you're not able to go to the postseason for a while, pending some NCAA rulings. You have every single one of your players but one at some point in the offseason enter the transfer portal. You bring in this Matt McMahon, a guy who a lot of folks around the country were not altogether familiar with. He's a mid-major guy, right? Comes into the program after spending a couple of seasons at or several seasons at Murray State. They were 31-3 and last year out there, by the way, and were tremendous. All Matt McMahon has done since landing at LSU is secure a very solid recruiting class and get guys in the portal and position LSU to where now it's not too far-fetched. It's not out of the realm of possibility to think that LSU is actually going to be highly competitive this next season despite some of the challenges that were in place in the program with Will Wade leaving and some of the NCAA nonsense that's been going on. And then, of course, you get to LSU football where Brian Kelly's coming in, and by all accounts, a lot of the folks are saying there's a level of professionalism. There's you know, a level of um, the programs being run by competent professionals. But Bay is a great, a great football coach when he wants to be, but he lost his focus at times there at LSU and let some of the success get to him a little bit. I don't think that's unfair to say. I think that's just what happened. And I think Brian Kelly has kind of reestablished that order there and LSU is going to be in a great position football-wise. Just look at what they're doing recruiting schematically, some of the assistant coaching hires. There are a lot of people who are far smarter than I am who are very, very excited about what's, what's next. And I don't know that there's ever been more momentum in the LSU athletic program as a whole than what there is right now. The Open Championship begins tomorrow, kind of shifting gears, talking about some PGA Tour golf. Well, it's really not PGA Tour golf. It's uh, just major championship golf. Um I'm excited to see Tiger Woods play. You guys know that. I always am. But I love to see, and I talked about this a little bit with Stan, I love to see the modern players play these old courses. Yeah, Jordan Spieth a couple days ago who was like almost belly aching. Oh, this course is going to be too easy. You know, we're going to score too well. Be careful what you wish for, Jordan. St. Andrews is a course that, and I mentioned this with Stan, if the weather conditions are not bad, you can make a bunch of birdies. You can overpower the course. You can drive the green on a lot of the holes. You can really dominate the course. But because it is short in length, if that weather gets bad and that wind starts swirling, there's a lot of danger around. There's a lot of you know traps and penalty areas and bunkers and out of bounds. And if that wind starts blowing, you got to handle your risk management very well at St. Andrews. You've got to understand when it's time to go forward and when it's time to lay back and be more conservative. And it'll be fun to see the modern players play the more old-school course and see how they handle that decision-making. It's going to be a fun week. I cannot wait for Thursday. 
to see how it all shakes out over at St. Andrews on the old course to see how that thing plays. Then some MLB before we wrap up and get you your betting picks, take our final commercial break. We have one score in progress. The Cleveland Indians and the White Sox are tied scoreless in the bottom of three. That's an early matinee. Um, The Mets, man, they've proved me wrong. The Mets got a win over the Braves yesterday in game one of the series. One of the things that we love about baseball, but also maybe don't love about baseball at times, is that it's so, how could I say this? The best team doesn't always win, right? You know, it's so heavily predicated on the way the ball bounces or some, I'll be honest, I'll say it straight up, luck at times. Yesterday, the Braves played the Mets, and I'm going to whine and cry a little bit in this segment. Bear with me. I'm a Braves guy. The Braves had 10 of the 12 hardest-hit balls in the game yesterday against New York and lost 4-1. to one. And that's, I think what we love the most about the game is that there is that opportunity to be the underdog realistically because, look, that's all we want in sports is we want to see the underdog every once. Like, we don't want to know what's going to happen before the game starts. That's why I think in some respects college football has become a little bit boring because you know before the season starts, Alabama's going to be good, Ohio State's going to be good, Clemson will be there. You know, there's, there's a lot of monotony. Whereas with baseball, any given day, like, the worst team in the league could beat the Yankees. They could sweep the Yankees. The Pirates... Or like six and one against the Dodgers and Yankees this season. The Pirates are thirty-seven and fifty. So watching yesterday, yeah, the Mets did get a win. The Braves had ten of the twelve hardest hit balls in the game, only score one run. How long will that last? That's not sustainable. I understand that, but it's just fun to see on any given night, knowing that you know you can maybe hit it hard, but you might hit it right at somebody, and the other team might hit a little blooper and get two RBIs out of it, whatever it may be. That's the fun part about the fun part about the sport when it's in your favor. It's the part of the sport that you hate the most when it's not in your favor. And my Braves got victimized by that today. Another big ball game with them, six twenty tonight. Also, around the MLB slate, you got the Reds traveling to the Bronx to take on the Yankees. That'll be a fun one. The the Phillies and the Blue Jays, Boston and Tampa Bay, um, Milwaukee and the Twins, the Dodgers and the Cardinals. There are a lot of series in the next couple days that are like winning teams against other winning teams. So we'll see what the standings look like after a couple of days of those series taking shape. Let's catch a break here on play-by-play. When we get back, we'll get you your betting picks. I just told you about how loaded the MLB slate is. Boy, that's going to make my job tough. I'll try to get you three winners out of this break here on KLEB. Shrimp boats is a common. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Hilaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, Platina Knotless Dynamic. Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alerio Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alerio Brothers before the season begins. That's Alerio Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at alerioBros.com. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A, 
An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000 always on the run and short on cash with a state bank and trust company debit card you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details state bank and trust company cajun banking served just the way you like it member fdic Welcome back here to Play by Play. We wrap up today's show with a couple of betting picks, and we also want to thank our sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. If you've got a business that you want to um, heck, help sponsor and support and, and help us promote our local high school athletes, give us a ring at Coastal Broadcasting. We could help you guys promote your business while we promote the athletic scene in our area. We're always trying to grow our sponsorships here on the show. Three betting picks, and then we're out of here on what has been a good, fun Tuesday show. These shows fly by, man. I'll be honest, whenever I first started doing them, it was, look, it's it's not easy to fill 90 minutes of time five days a week. It's like, man, what am I going to talk about? Like, I'm afraid I'm going to say the same things every day. I was very nervous and I was very self-conscious. I'm not going to lie because confidence issues are a part of my personality. I don't always believe in myself as much as I should, but you get into a groove and I'm, I'm so, so very blessed with an amazing, an amazing coaching fraternity and sorority in our area of folks that are willing to come on and share, you know, share their time and their stories. And these shows fly, you know, these shows fly. I show up here at about 10, 45, 11 o'clock, do a little show prep, 
uh, Ken and them get off the air, come in, and you know, before you know it, we're out here. Um, and it, it, it's a testament to the amazing people that are lending a hand. So all the coaches that come on, man, I just want you guys to know how much I appreciate you all uh, for the time that you lend the show. Three betting picks here. Let's start with this one. I like the San Francisco Giants today to cover the run line. Minus a run and a half against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're facing the Diamondbacks, who are not very good. They're facing Dallas Keuchel, who is not very good. All of those things combined with Logan Webb being on the mound for San Francisco, and I like the Giants to win decisively today. Keuchel has really struggled this season. He's gotten kicked around a little bit this season. I think that the Giants with Webb, will limit the Diamondbacks to just a handful of runs, and I think the Giants facing Keiko will will get their share, and I think the Giants are going to get the win today. I like the Astros on the road to beat the Angels, covering the minus 130 money line. That one is not steep enough. Houston's coming in, playing some of the best baseball of anyone in the league, facing the Angels, who are a mess. I, I was dead wrong on the Angels. I thought coming into the season they had a real opportunity to maybe take that leap forward. Then they get off to such a great start, and it makes you look great. But then they have completely, like the house of cards has completely crumbled there. So I think that the Astros are going to take care of business and get the win over Los Angeles tonight. Then the last one that I like is I'm going to go Dodgers covering the um, run line, minus a run and a half against the Cardinals. The Dodgers are throwing White, uh, who's been effective. The Cardinals are throwing the prospect today, Libertor. He's been okay. But I just think that the Dodgers are going to swing it well enough. The Cardinals' offense comes in scuffling a little bit. I would get that they've won a couple games coming uh, coming in. But I think the Dodgers' offense is going to overpower them. And I think that Los Angeles is going to get the win today. So we thank Coach Bryce Guidry. We thank Coach Jesse Turner. We thank Stan Gravois all for their time today. Tomorrow we'll open up the mailbag. Thursday we'll get to our next Mount Rushmore, which will be Thibodeau High School. I've got my – I sat down – Put pen to paper, tried to figure some things out there. I've got my work cut out for me there. That's going to be a tough school to hammer down. But we'll get it done. We've got an exciting rest of the week planned here in play-by-play. Let's get out of here for today. Thanks for listening. If you are on your lunch hour, get be safe getting back to work. Have a great rest of the day. This is Casey Jessler wrapping up, signing off. Have a wonderful rest of the day, Louisiana. God bless you all. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.